It's time to handle your business with Sis Start Your Business, a podcast teaching you how to start your business, how to handle your business, all with God's guidance. An important topic that I am not an expert on, and that is taxes, finances, all... This topic is usually what I like to hire someone else to do. Like I say, if you're not an expert in something, learn a little bit about it so that you know that the person that you're hiring is doing it right and allow them to give 100% of their efforts to that specific category in your business. So now let's learn about sole prop. Let's learn about LLCs, S-Corps, budgeting, all that fun stuff. And with that being said, I want to introduce to you Maya Pierce. Maya Pierce, girl, can you introduce yourself to the listeners here? My name is Maya Pierce, and I am the founder and CEO of Wealth of Knowledge Enterprises, also known as Woke, W-O-K-E. And I'm from Buffalo, New York. I've been in Atlanta for quite some time. And, you know, I got into this business about three years ago. So prior to, you know, me doing what I currently do, and I'll go a little bit more into that, was working in corporate America for a little bit over 10 years, and I just was not happy anymore. (laughs) So out of nowhere, actually, and this is why my business is called Woke, I actually had a dream about, you know, doing what I do. So, you know, I do real estate, tax, and financial services for individuals and small businesses. And I had this dream and it woke me up out my dream. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I should do something about this. So I was actually on a business trip and I, within that month, I had pretty much wrote a business plan and, you know, I got the name of my my company together, my web design, all of that. Like I just kind of started working on everything. And when I got back to work after this trip, the first day back, I was just like, you know what? I really don't want to be here. Like I legit had a panic attack. I heard them call me and they're like, okay, Maya, we need you to do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> so a couple of days later, I had a doctor's appointment and I went to this doctor's appointment. And I'll be honest, after the appointment, I went to Uncle Julio's and I sat at the bar. I know it was during the day. <laughs> sat at the bar, had my margarita, but I just really sat and meditated about what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And as I was getting ready to head back to the office, I just said, you know what, Lord, if this is for me, just let me know. Like, just tell me, be clear. And I swear I'll do whatever it is I need to do just to, to just move forward, you know, whether it was to stay there or to just kind of branch out on my own. So as I'm going back to work, you know, when you ask one of those type of questions or have one of those prayers I'm looking around I'm like okay is a car gonna fall off the highway (laughs) you know like what is gonna happen so I got back to work and at the time my office was on the 14th floor so as I'm getting off this elevator I see someone you know we have a, a quick little hallway conversation and she's like yeah I can tell you haven't really been yourself and I'm like yeah I'm not I'm okay but you know I could be a little bit better So as I'm getting ready to leave her, I hear this alarm go off and it says, please exit the building. It's an emergency. So I'm like, okay. so I'm on the 14th floor. And not only do I hear this alarm go off, the two big doors close. It's like a corridor. So I'm walking down 14 flights of stairs. 
And I see people coming in and out the stairwell, you know, didn't think much of it. And I get outside the building and nobody else is there. I'm the only person that has walked down all these stairs and actually left the building. So at that point, I was just like, okay, I hear you. So I go back inside and I'm I'm asking the security. I'm like, you know, was there a fire alarm? And they said, oh, it was a false alarm. You could go upstairs. So I go back up. The doors are still closed. So now I have to go and badge into another set of doors. And I get to this door. And again, this is the same thing that I do day in and day out. I get to this next door and go to badge in and my badge doesn't work. And I said, Thank you, God. I'm I'm going to listen. And I actually resigned. Wow. Right after that. That is and so how was that after resigning, how was that experience for you? I know it was scary, right? But of course, God has your back. Yep. He still has your back. But how was that experience for you? Because a lot of people who are listening to this are contemplating this. Oh my gosh. Sorry, this is not the, this is the podcast. A lot of people listening to this are contemplating the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. So how was that experience for you that day and even days after? So that day, honestly, it was kind of mixed emotions because on one hand, it's like I felt relief. Mm-hmm. I really did. Like when I tell you I legit had a panic attack going back to the office and it was more so in my heart of heart and in my gut. I just knew I did not want to do this anymore. So to be forced to do something that you know you don't want to do, it's just not a good feeling. So on one hand, I felt relieved. But again, on the other hand, this was just a dream. This was just something that came to my mind. I had never in my, I never thought that, you know, opening up a tax and financial and real estate business or wealth business, that's what I call it. I never thought that was the path for me. So this wasn't something that I had always thought of. It legit just randomly came to me. So you know, it was a bit scary, but once I got the words, I'm resigning out and I'm not happy, I felt okay, you know, because I know we were not put on this earth to live lives being unsatisfied, mm-hmm. unfulfilled, and that's where I was at that time. And when I sit back and look at who I was as a person, I didn't even recognize myself, wow. you know, so... You know, I did a lot of things. I made great money. I traveled, but it was more to it than that for me. Mm-hmm. And I lost sight of a lot of things. You know, I did not want to hang out with my friends. I was too tired, exhausted to, you know, just live the the vibrant life that I had. I wasn't even, how old was I? I was 31. Mm. You know, and wait, hold on. She just said she's 30. I'm thinking this whole time, you're like 24. No, I'm 25. About be, I'm about to be 35. Oh, my gosh. You should see how lo- young she looks. Oh, my gosh. You look so young. No. Oh, my gosh. So I'm just shocked. When you said I was 31. Yeah, I was, I was 30. Yeah, 31. Wow. Let me tell you guys this. Before we started chatting, I said, you know us under our 30s. And she's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, you know, not to say that being an entrepreneur is not stressful because Lord knows it is. But I have a sense of freedom, you know. And again, back to your question of how I felt. Yeah, it was I was nervous. I didn't really know how this was going to go. But I also had my faith on my side because I knew I knew that prayer I asked. Yeah. So even to this day, when I have days like yesterday that just 
don't go right. And mm-hmm. I question myself about why did the heck did I do this? <laughs> or, you know, how am I going to make X, Y, Z happen? I just remind myself that this is not of me. Yeah. It's and because it's not of me, I can't feel. Yeah. You can't because it's crazy how the days you feel like that, the next day something big happens. You're yeah, like, like I'm here. Like, thank you. Know, <laughs> like, I'm here with you. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, thank you, God. You know, just all these. It's just crazy how God works. Yeah. It's crazy. We can never understand it. And I always never. say that in my podcast. And before we start talking about finances and all the good stuff that I want to know mm-hmm. more about, because this is something I'm not an expert in. Right. I want people to know a little bit more about your past and make who, sure. who you are today. Sure. So like I said, I'm originally from Buffalo, New York. It's a smaller, I don't want to say small, small, but it's a smaller city close to Canada, actually. So people like to joke like, oh, you from Canada. And oh, it's, you know, it's cows. Where you from? Ain't no cows. B. <laughs> <laughs> That's so You know, funny. it's not like that. But I am who I am because of where I come from. So I came to Atlanta for college, I went to Spelman College, and I traveled as a child, not because it was fun, but actually it was an escape. I did not have the best bringing as far as I didn't come from, you know, a tight-knit family or home, anything like that, but it was my mom and I, single parent. My dad was in the picture, but just not in, in the best of lights, and I'll leave it at that, but, you know, we struggled. My mom had a great job. She worked for the IRS hence where I get some of the tax stuff from. And it just was hard. You know, she put a lot of her dreams to the side to make sure that I could live and have a well-rounded, you know, childhood growing up. But let's be real. I mean, I've had moments where, you know, we had to keep the oven open because we didn't have heat. Or, you know, I was sleeping on somebody's couch because we had got evicted. So for me, I'm so passionate about... I'm very passionate about finances because I don't ever want to have to, at least for my family, my legacy, my children, my children's children, I don't ever want them to have to go through the things that I went through. And the reality is for young African-Americans, we don't have the same access to the tools that our white counterparts do. Mm-hmm. And that that's not to say that I don't work with non-black and brown people. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like, you know, my business, Wealth and Knowledge Enterprises, I'm here to share share the wealth that we don't normally get when it comes to these three areas that allow us to build wealth. This is what our counterparts use to make sure that their children are good. Their children don't have student loans. Their children have businesses already up and running. Their children have legacies, homes, things like that. We don't we don't necessarily have those mm-hmm. tools. So that's really pretty much for me the basis of why I do what I do yeah and I agree with that and another thing I always talk about too is being that you said that within the black community like you said it might be people who are white who how can I put this without sounding you know yeah but you know they have businesses that are already established like you said They have usually sometimes money that are put on the side for them for college to start their own business. All these things, even Donald Trump, he was like, oh, I started with a million dollars. Well, great. We start with zero. Yes. You know, we start in the negative. In the (laughs) negative. Exactly. It's not even zero. (laughs) And then with that being said, it's like when we do decide, especially within the black community, when we decide to start our own business, it's our family because it's something that they're not used to saying, oh, don't do that. You need a good job. Right. It's a pattern. 
to lock us up within this set amount of income. Yeah. Instead of saying, you know what, let's do the uncomfortable. And my, so not my mother and not my grandmother. My mom and my grandmother, they're my pillars, right? And, you know, they always instilled in me that I can do and be anything that I want to do. So I was a little bit nervous to tell more so my grandmother that I had resigned because I didn't want her to worry. And, you know, I was at the time, again, like I said, I made really good money. So I was able to do a lot for them. But what I will say is outside of them, people thought I was nuts. And it's always the same. You left that good job. You got benefits. You got did. Benefit, that's uh, yeah, good. don't talk to me. Girl. About benefits. benefits. <laughs> Health insurance, just insurance in general. And that's the whole nother topic because it puts us at an unfair advantage again. But they thought I was crazy. And, you know, what's for me is for me. You know, and there's never, I'm a smart young lady. You know, I'm not going to just prematurely make decisions. Did I have it all planned out? No. Do I have it all planned out? I still don't. But, you know, I know enough to know that I'm going to be okay. (laughs) And, you know, I know what I have to do to, you know, take care of the bare minimum. So I'm good. I'm three years in or going on three years in. I'm excited. (laughs) You know, bills are paid. I have a roof over my head, you know, food on the table, clothes on my back. Yes. Yes. I'm good. And that's that's all to me that's all that matters I mean it's good to make a lot of money everyone yeah. wants to be you know well not everyone but a lot of people do want to live more than comfortable which is right. perfectly fine there's nothing wrong with that but I always say as long as you're able to pay your bills and you're able to provide for yourself there's nothing wrong with that right. too that to me is called success when you're able to provide for yourself and provide for yourself and do what you want yes so, hey, you don't have to be a millionaire or a quadrillionaire or a billionaire to be successful. So let's talk about finances and taxes. Okay. All right. <laughs> so a lot of people don't know the difference between SOPROP, LLC, S-Corp, C-Corp, all those good things. I know the difference between a SOPROP and LLC, but the C, the S, the P, the T, the E, uh-huh. <laughs> the corps um, mm-hmm. is something that I even have difficulties difficulties understanding so can you explain that a little bit more I can so let's start with the sole prep so essentially you are your business when we talk about these different business setups or business entities or structures it's more so from a tax perspective how you look at them so with the sole prep what you make your income your expenses what your profit is All of that is going to sit on your personal return and it's you. You are not separate from your business. You are your business. And from a a taxation standpoint, you will be taxed, you know, your normal income rate, but you'll also be responsible for what they call like self-employment taxes. So there's an additional tax on top of what you're going to pay for your normal income taxes. So then you move to LLC, which... From a tax perspective, it's absolutely the same as a sole prop. So there's no difference between being an LLC and a sole proprietor. The main difference is from a legal standpoint or from a liability standpoint, you can separate yourself more so from your business. Now, the only way you can effectively separate yourself from the business is if you foundationally set up your LLC properly. So 
of course, have your articles of organization, which is through your state. So a LLC, everything is dependent on the state that you set it up. It's not even a federal designation. So your articles of organization and, of course, separating your assets from your business and personal life, i.e. a bank account. So really, the LLC just puts into play a structure that allows you to separate yourself from your business. But from a tax perspective, it's still the same as a sole proprietor. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So now you have S-Corp, which S-Corp is more so a taxable structure. So when you hear people say, oh, I'm an S-Corp, really 99% of the time they're a LLC, but they adopt the S-Corp taxation. Hmm. So it's not two separate, you know, processes to do it. It literally is just you fill out a form and say, hey, I want to be taxed as a small business or a subchapter S corporation. And the way the S-Corp works and why it's so beneficial is S-Corps will allow you to make a reasonable wage so you can pay yourself. But it also gives you the opportunity to take tax-free distributions. So to make it pretty simple, let's just say you put yourself on a wage, meaning, you know, taxes are taken out and your wage is 30000 but your business, you still have profit in your business. So let's just say you have $50,000 worth of profit. Of that $50,000 worth of profit, say you want to take twenty five dollars of it. Well, the S-Corp will allow you to take $25,000 tax-free. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> My eyes just went, okay. It's a dis- <laughs> it, it would be a distribution. So kind of like you're a shareholder for a big corporation and they give you distributions at the end of the year or however you want to get it. It's no difference no different for escort so instead of you unlike if you were a sole proprietor and all of that profit that's left in your business is your income and you're going to get taxed on it with the escort not only do you have a wage which allows you to have a paper trail of the money you make but you also have the opportunity to take some of that profit that's left in the business and actually have it tax-free wow i did not know that So that's the benefit of an S-Corp. I encourage people to get S-Corps only when they're in the position of they are making profit, like consistently, because it can get expensive just to maintain an S-Corp between taxes, because now you have a separate tax return, you got to pay for payroll, you know, all of those things that come with that, it just gets a little bit more expensive to maintain it. And if you're not making enough money, the expense may not offset the tax savings. Yeah. And then you have C-Corp, which is your standard corporation that you hear of. It's dual taxation. So you get taxed at the corporate level. So for any of the distributions that you take out of your business, you'll get taxed on it. And then you you still get taxed on a personal side. So you don't really see a lot of small businesses as C-Corps, not to say that they don't exist, but that's not the, the standard route that most smaller businesses will go through. Okay. Well, that is some information there. And after this podcast, I'm going to talk to you more about that S-Corp. Yes, (laughs) I got you. Because (laughs) I did not know any of that there. So I'm glad she really broke that down for us. So now you were talking about a business bank account. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit more about that because I know some people just kind of put it in their own account, personal account. I know a lot of business owners do that. What would you say about a business 
about a business bank account. Mm -hmm. And I know, yeah, just just tell us more about that. So really, again, the biggest point about having a business bank account is more so to separate personal from business income, assets, and liabilities. So again, you know, the whole point of the LLC is to limit your liability. So when you effectively commingle your funds, so your personal and business funds, if the IRS or any other entity for that matter, and it doesn't even have to be at a tax level, but if another corporation sued you or another business sued you or a person for that matter, the first thing they're going to look at is, well, what is going, what are they worth? What do they have? What are they making? And if you're mixing everything together, you can't separate your personal from your business. Mm -hmm. So that's why a business bank account is so important. It's also important because it just allows you to have much better visibility into what your business is actually doing. So there's nothing kind of muddying up the account between what's coming in from a personal or from your friend or from whoever or anything that's just non-business related. So at a minimum, you know, as soon as you set your business up, you can go get an EIN, which takes all of five minutes and it's, you know, pretty free. You can do it. You can do it online. Yeah, you do it Mm -hmm. online at irs.gov. As soon as you get that EIN, you are able to go open up a bank account. Go do it. And there's so many. I know I see a lot of ads on Facebook and Instagram about business bank accounts. One that I actually recommend is called Novo, mm-hmm. N-O-V-O. It's just super easy to open. You just go on your phone, download the app, enter your information, upload your EIN, all the kind of stuff that they need. Mm-hmm. And then they'll get back to you in four days and you have a business bank account. So it's super, you don't have to walk into a bank or. Right. And, you know, I say in anything, do what worked for you. So if, you know, going the online route is what's best, do it. But you just need to do something. Yeah. Yeah. And even even if you can't open up a quote unquote business bank account, I'm making air quotes right now, guys. (laughs) Just have a separate account. Yeah. You know, it's going to make your life so much easier for tax time. It's going to make your life so much easier when it comes to understanding your operational costs. But just do something. Don't mix it up together. But ideally, you definitely want to have a business bank account because it's going to be tied to your business EIN, which the EIN is almost equivalent to your personal social security number. If you don't know what an EIN is. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you don't know what an EIN is, is Google. <laughs> it's, it's called sometimes they call it a TIN or a 10 which is a tax identification number EIN is an employee or employer identification number yeah EIN, yeah and if you're confused about it google it guys because there's so there's it's mm, I don't even know how to explain it too much but if you google it there's like a whole mm-hmm. so much information where you can get all that that information that you need for an EIN number yeah so one thing that I feel like is super important And what I would love for you to speak about is I hear a lot of things about budget, right? Mm -hmm. And I know one person also said that when it comes to a budget, never try to live beyond your means. Some business owners, they try to be it Mm -hmm. right when they open. Like, let me get this. Let me get this. Let me make sure everything looks amazing. And then they end up failing because of that there. So I'd love for you to tell everyone who's listening to this about a budget and all those good things. Because a lot of people don't really know how to budget. Right. So I know for me personally, when I started my business, so again, I walked off a job. I I had a paycheck one day and no paycheck after that. 
all I had was what was in my bank account, which, you know, admittedly, I did save money. I did not save money for the purpose of being an entrepreneur, but it just so happened, you know, this was the path that I took and I, I had something. But at the same time, I didn't know when my first sale was going to come. I didn't know any of this. So with your budget, be realistic. Okay. Starting off, Again, you don't have to have the biggest website. You don't have to. There's a lot of things that you can do inexpensively and it still look like a million bucks from, you know, using your social media to market yourself to using different apps and tools that are free to, you know, make visuals. You don't have to break the bank to get your business started. So with that being said, you know, start your budget. Think about number one. What do you actually need to spend money on? Some people may want to purchase a web domain. Those you can get pretty inexpensively. I think for a first year, you may spend if $10, but you can get $11.99 at GoDaddy.com. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Then you have so you can get that. Again, social media is huge and it's free. So use it. There's apps around that to make it look like you have a business page or a business website. So Milkshake is one of the apps that you know, I've used and a few other creatives have used to to have that that web presence or that online presence, Linktree, you know, just different things. So really think about what it is that you're doing for your business and what you absolutely need to get out there and to to make a sale, whatever that sale is. Then, you know, I would say once you kind of know what you need to spend, now you need to kind of, you know, re-engineer it and say, okay, well, if this is what I have to spend and this is what I need, whether it's to keep my business running or just to live, this is what I need to do in order to do that. So how many sales? How many sales a week? How many sales a month? Break it down in manageable chunks. Break it down in such a way where it will make you feel like your goals or what you need to do are accomplishable, like where you can actually do them. But be realistic. You know, a lot of times we get out here and, hey, I, I admit I did it. Like, okay, my first year of business, I want to bring in, you know, $100,000. It didn't happen. Okay, nowhere near $100,000. Nowhere near. <laughs> <laughs> that is Okay. But, you know, it takes time. And, again, as your business grows, you'll understand where you have business needs and where you need to invest more money. It may be that you need to get an assistant or a virtual assistant it may need be that you need to invest into like a co-working space. But again, as your business grows, you'll know where funds need to go and that's going to push you to grow your business. But until you can justify how you're going to pay for it, it does not need to be in your budget. Yes. And going off that, like you were saying, as far as a website, everything like that, a lot of people who reach out to me, they're like, you know, I want to get a website. I want a custom website. I need all this. And I'm the type of person that says, hold on, let's back up. You know, let's see where you are right now. Right. And let's try to save you some money because you might not need a full on website right now, mm-hmm. even though that's me losing money. I would rather for them to help them than for them to be like, crap, what did I get myself into? So for me, starting out, what I will recommend, and this is just from what I know, and I'm sure you know other things, too, that I would like for you to list down so we can kind of jot off each mm-hmm. other. So me, I would say a logo. Mm-hmm. Or don't get a cheap logo like $25, $50, because more than likely someone is going to have that logo just like yours right? <laughs> because they're just using a template. And your logo needs to be, 
representative. Exactly. It needs to be yours. Right. You don't want anyone else using it. So get a logo. Make sure someone uses Adobe Illustrator to design your logo and it's custom to what you need. That's one. For a website, you don't need a website website sometimes. Sometimes you can use Linktree. Milkshake that just came out. And even though I was trying to get them on this podcast, they declined. But it's all right. (laughs) Missing out Milkshake. Milkshake. Or even if you want a website, you can use WordPress, which is something I recommend. And you can do something simple. Or if you want to make your website yourself, another one that you can use is Shopify. It's Mm -hmm. pretty expensive each month, I believe. They have a monthly fee. Yeah, they have a monthly fee. And it can rack up pretty high. So those are another ones that you can do. A business card is something that I would do. On my end, those are the top three that I will recommend as far as design-wise. What would you recommend? Yeah, so I 100% agree. And I'll admit, so I used a a brand designer when I started. And let's just say my launch date was in January. I did not have everything finalized until May. So I actually had like a, a website launch party, all of that. But personally, because of the business and the industry that I'm in, I felt like it was very important for me to have a platform that people could find me on that gave them the information that they needed and that was very representative of me, but also my profession. So it's it's very professional. And not to say that you doing your own website is not professional. I'm not saying that at all. But for me, I did actually that was my investment in my in my gift to my baby Mm. being my business. But definitely a logo. And when you're doing a logo, of course, you know, you being a brand designer, you will give some insight. But do something that is going to have some longevity. Do something, again, that's representative of you and your brand. So definitely a logo. The business cards, you know, some people say it's dated. But no, I still keep business cards on deck. I do, too. I know there's (laughs) digital business cards out there now, but I still want a physical one. Yeah, I still keep those on deck. I would say, you know, think about some of the different apps, the design apps. So I am a Canva freak. (laughs) I love Canva, but that helps me with like my social media to make it look branded. And they do have a free version of that. There's another app I like to use called Ripple. Yeah, R-I-P-L. And Ripple has a free version and also a paid, but it allows you to do, again, more, more posts to your social media. It animates things. They give you post ideas and it's technically a scheduler all in one. Nice. So, you know, that I used MailChimp. So I'm really big on newsletters. On newsletters. Yeah. And new, MailChimp has a free version. Yeah, so, again, a lot of the stuff that I used when I started off, I still use today and I still don't pay for most of it. Yeah. <laughs> but, again, there's a lot of free resources out there. You don't have to break the bank to run your business like a business. And that's the, the other thing. Run your business like the business you want it to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, again, I came from corporate America. I came from a corporation that is well-known, and they're very big on their branding. And that's like, something... I want to know who it is. I'm over here like, who's the well Just let us know. I used to work for General Electric. General Electric. GE. Oh. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> very big company. Yes. And again, I came from the finance side, but even with that, anytime I made a presentation, it was in, we had specific fonts, we had specific colors, you had specific logos that were used for specific pages. So you had your, we call it the meatball. So that's the round logo that you would see on the light bulb from GE. 
and GE makes more than light bulbs and this is not for me to market them. But anyways, you know, there were specific logos that needed to be used for specific places in your presentations. So for me, when I ran my business and I actually teach branding and marketing for new agents, because when I tell y'all I was the queen at doing everything for nothing <laughs> You're like, or, hey. for, or for little to nothing, I made it work. But I'm all about presentation. So, you know, from the time you go to my web page to the time, you know, if we have a, a meeting or consultation and I send you documents, my stuff is branded for the most part. That's not, that's good. So I'm very big that's on that. And you would not know that I'm a newbie yeah. in the game because of how I present myself. And especially in today's age where everything is digital and you don't have to meet people in person, you can do a lot of work online. I have clients all over the place. You have to put your best foot forward. So, again, utilize what's out there. Utilize a lot of the free resources that's going to put you in a light where you want to be presented. Run your business like the business you want it to be when it is a multi-million dollar corporation. Yes. And try do not break the bank trying to do it. Yes. And you don't have to. Yes, you don't. You do not have to do that. So do what you're comfortable with. That's the term when I was in baking. Don't use affordable. Use comfortable. comfortable. <laughs> okay, so you were telling me something earlier. I knew about it, but I haven't been using it. So I want you to tell everyone about that here. Okay, so the question was, you know, what's, what's one thing that a lot of business owners overlook? And for me, when I'm looking at my clients and doing taxes, it's mileage. I know it sounds so simple, but people forget about mileage. They think that, oh, I have a receipt for my gas, a receipt for my oil change. They think that that is better than mileage. And it's actually more than likely not. It depends on, you know, the the business. But for every mile that you drive related to your business, you get this year is 57 and a half cent. So just think about how much one gallon of gas costs. Mm -hmm. What is it now? Like two fifty, two sixty? I don't know. I don't know either. And I get gas. So I know I don't even look. I yeah. Don't <laughs> so I mean, if you think about that, and again, one gallon of gas can get you, depending on the car, you know, twenty, thirty, forty, you know, miles. But one mile is going to give you fifty-seven and a half cent. Mm. So think of it that way. So you know, think about your mileage. And there's different apps. Of course, there's an app for everything. But there's different apps that can help you track your mileage if you don't want to do it on your own. So there's Mile IQ, which is an app you can download. They have a free version and also a paid version. I'm really big on QuickBooks for a lot of my clients. But even QuickBooks has now integrated a mileage tracking system to track your miles that you drive. Google is on everything, but... You know, anytime you use Google Maps and if you use Waze or even what is it, the the Apple Maps, just see if they do this. But I know for a fact Google will actually they have what's called your timeline and you can go back and look and see where all you have driven. So if you use Google Maps and or their GPS and you put in a location, it will actually track that and you can see how many miles, what time, what day. So I like to use my Google Maps as like my monthly kind of reconciliation to make sure I didn't miss anything for my miles. And I need to go back because I haven't tracked miles at all this year. Yes. <laughs> I haven't. Done. So, okay, here's another question too. Since we're talking about miles, what kind of, you just stated that 
monthly. You mm-hmm. kind of go back. So does that mean every single month you go back and kind of do all your expenses? Or when do you usually do that? So for me, again, I'm I'm on QuickBooks. So with my expenses, so, okay, rewind. At the end of the year, every December, I do my budget. So I pretty much know what I'm going to be spending on my business. I'm giving her that eye like. Yeah, she, gave me, she gave me the stank eye, y'all. <laughs> So I pretty much already know what I'm going to spend. But with QuickBooks, since it's tied to my bank account and I pretty much have the same type of expenses monthly for my business, a lot of mine is automatically taken care of. But I say do it at a increment that's comfortable for you. So when I first started, because I was a little bit tight on funds, I did look at my expenses a lot more frequently. Mm-hmm. Now I do, I have what's called a meeting with myself every month. And I think about myself personally, and I also think about my business. So that is the time that I'll review and see, you know, okay, did I hit my income goal? You know, what do I need to do differently next month? Or, hey, did I knock it out the park? Well, what did I do that worked? So I actually have meetings with myself. And during that time, I will look at my business income expenses. If there's something that's not allocated, I'll take that. For the mileage, I like to do a little bit more often because I am constantly driving. Like I said, I do real estate as well. So that takes a lot of back and forth. I'm always having, you know, client meetings, dinners, things like that. So personally, on a good month, I'm looking at my mileage pretty much weekly. Wow. And then on a on a crazy month, I may not look at it, but at least I know I can go back. I keep tabs or, you know, in my calendar, I know meetings that I have. So I can always go back and kind of reference so that I'm not missing out on everything. But, you know, you know your business and you know yourself better. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, I got a lot of work to do or I just need to have you do it <laughs> for me. Come on over. I know. Because, <laughs> you know, everyone's good at something, mm-hmm. right? I feel like a lot of people feel like they need to be good at everything. And that's not true. You know what you're great at. Me, when it comes to budgeting and financing, I know a little bit, but I'm not perfect. Right. right? But when it comes to design and branding and all those things there, that's something I love to do. And I can talk about that for hours. Right. Because that's something I'm good at. So if you're listening to this and you're like me and just like, oh, my gosh, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing That's okay. It's time for us to make a change. Let's just yeah. let's start right now and let's make a change so that by the end of this year, mm-hmm. whichever year you're listening to this podcast on, by the end of this year, let's get organized. Yes, <laughs> get organized. Yep, let's get organized. So now, is there any other tips that you would like to give anyone who's listening to this? Okay, so we talked about bank accounts. So basically, my thing is from a found have a foundation in place. Yeah. So make sure you have a bank account. Make sure you have a budget. And again, budgets change just because you make it in January or December, like myself, (laughs) (laughs) doesn't mean that, and this goes for business and personal, it does not mean that it's going to stay the same. So be okay with being flexible, but also be realistic. So I have a budget. Utilize some of these softwares out there to help you keep your books clean and organized so again for me I'm a QuickBooks expert or a QuickBooks accountant so I typically put my clients on QuickBooks it's pretty simple they have apps where you can track things on your phone 
So do that. And that will make your life so much easier when you want to understand your numbers, when you want to understand what you're spending money on and what your income is. And also during tax season. Another thing I would say is most small business owners, entrepreneurs, we always have these ideas of what it is we want to do. What's that next big idea? What's that next income stream? But I don't think we do a really good job of sitting back and thinking about our exit strategy. So one of the things I suggest is think about the different retirement accounts and tools that's going to help you get out of the entrepreneurial rat race. And that's not to say that, you know, you can't work, but you can work how you want to work. A lot of times we get into survival mode and we don't ever think about, well, what is it like to just work how I want to work or when I want to work? The good thing about a lot of these retirement counts is for the self-employed individuals, you have higher limits and those limits and the, the contributions that you make, a lot of times they can be tax deductible. Mm. So not only are you going to be saving, but you're also going to get a deduction on that too. So that's really big. And again, every business, it, it will not work for every business. It's just kind of dependent on where you're at. But that's something to really think about. And just to add that in there, if you are thinking about a retirement account, one business that I always recommend is Betterment. Betterment, just if you go on their website, they have so many options for you to help you save for retirement. Right. Yes. Lots of tools and and resources out there for that. And then, again, just really, again, staying staying on top of and track of your income expenses. Very important. Another thing, and I think I mentioned this at one point. So if you have children, and again, definitely talk to your tax professional. Like don't, and again, I am a tax professional. We could talk more in in detail, but this is not a one-size-fit-all conversation. So one of the things that I like to implement with certain clients is if you have children, put them to work (laughs) and and why okay so here's the quick and dirty as long as a child is making less than let's just say twelve thousand dollars not only is it a write-off for you but basically that's tax-free money back to you because that's money that you would spend on your child anyways yeah so you have that aspect of it additionally now you have a child that has what's called earned income Once you have earned income, you're in a position to invest. So I have nieces, nephews, you know, friends of the family where we've set it up so that their children, they're making something, but more importantly, we're investing it for their future. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that we can't get back is time. So the earlier you start, the more beneficial it is to you. Now, again, when you do this, it has to be, a legit job. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just like, you know what? <laughs> it has to be a legit job. It has to make sense, you know. So again, definitely work with a professional to set it up, make sure that you're following the proper protocol. You know, again, you have to track the funds. So either you're 1099ing or you're putting someone on payroll. So there's more to it than just paying a child. But That is a great way for it to be a deduction for you, plus have money that you would normally spend on a child pretty much tax-free and also a way where ideally, 
hopefully you take that money and you're saving it for your child's future. Yes. And that's something that's more importantly. Important. College or even starting a business. Yes. All those things there. And just think about it. You can put away, and I don't have the exact number, but you can start a, a child off with $500 mm-hmm. at a very young age and not ever add a penny to it. And the principle of compound, compound interest, that $500 is going to be so much more down the line. Yeah. Depending on which bank. too, Right. Mm-hmm. And which, which accounts. And again, when you're, when you're putting these things into like, like I said, IRAs or Roth IRAs, just different things. Of course, you're going to make more, ideally you'll make more on the interest rate compared to like a normal bank or savings account. But again, time is on your side. So if you're in the position to be able to help your kids get further ahead than you and I, then you should do it. I love that. So before I end a podcast, I always end it with this question. So for you, how has God helped you personally within your business and your growth spiritually? Oh, God has helped me just really learn how to, number one, just depend on him. I have, it's not about me at the end of the day. It's not about any of us. So us being humans, it is all about I, I, I. And it's really, God has helped me change my mindset because like I said, if it wasn't for him, none of this would be possible. It also allows me, me trusting in him allows me to just be so much more at ease. So I never forget when I go back to the story of when I resigned and, you know, the day that I actually left work, which was September 15th. 2017 a day I will never forget (laughs) that's my freedom day that's my (laughs) independence day but when I tell you I was at such peace like I didn't know again I didn't know when my next client was going to come and to be transparent my next client actually came four days later randomly out of nowhere at a networking event I got my first client four days after I left it wasn't a big client but still But when I tell you, I felt free. And that is a feeling that once you really feel completely and totally free of not having to worry about when something is going to come, how something is going to work out, and you just truly trust in God, it's a feeling you don't ever, it's a high you don't ever want to come off of. You know, and when I get into those places of, oh my God, I'm frustrated, or oh my God, like, I need X, Y, and Z, and I don't know how I'm going to get this. And thankfully, I don't have many days like that. You know, now things are a lot more steady. Things are pretty good. But I know that I can focus and take my attention and focus it back on God and just look at how far I've come. And he has never let me down. So, again, I just feel like as entrepreneurs and just as people, we have to be aligned with the plans that God has for us and not really the plans that we have for ourselves. And when you are working in alignment of what God wants you to do. And like I said, I feel like this was, this was downloaded (laughs) straight to me. This was not a plan of mine, but once you, once you are truly just kind of locked in and you can just put all of your trust in him and, and do as he leads and guides you to do, you'll be fine. Yeah, Mm -hmm. You'll be fine. Yep. 
And I, you know, that's something, it takes a lot of, I don't know the word for it, but I would say years ago, I had faith in God. And I still do, of course. But it's always that faith to where you're still scared, right? So, but now more than ever, like you were saying, even if things start to feel kind of shaky, you kind of just go back and say, you know what? I'm going to put a smile on my face because God got me. And a lot of people say that too, but it's still that shakiness. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to challenge you guys, whoever's listening to this, to whenever you feel that shakiness, I want you to know 100% that God will not let you down. He will not. You, we can't understand what he has in store for us. We will never understand. It's not meant for us to understand because it's too complex. Only he knows. But just know and have faith and try to follow what he wants you to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it may be blurry. Are we going the right way? Is it this way? Is it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But just know and just have faith and know that you're going to get there wherever he's guiding you to be at. Yes. And, and get in the habit of get in the habit of asking, have yes. talking to him, ask him, is this what you want for me? Again, that was the prayer. Lord, tell me what you want me to do. Mm-hmm. And to me, you know, when I, I told somebody that they was like, well, do you think that the alarm is telling you like, stop not to go? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, let's just, let's just think about this here now. No, <laughs> but you know, get in the habit of he's wise counsel. You know, so get in the habit of having those conversations and talking. For me, it's when I'm in the car. I have the best, most profound moments and ideas when I'm in my car and when I'm in the shower. Yes. So, you know, consult with him before you make that big jump or, you know, you have this grand idea. Is this what, is this aligned with your will for me? Yeah. And are you like me? Like, I I talk to God in the car in the shower too, but I notice when I talk to him in the car and sometimes in the shower, I respond back with within my voice. Do you do the same thing or is that just me? Well, <laughs> like I said, I I don't necessarily respond back, but I'll see something or I'll hear something and I'm uh-huh. like, thank you. Like that Got was it. what that that was my answer. So for me, I don't I'm not one of those people. I cannot say that I have physically heard the voice of God. You know, you know I, I I've had don't call me crazy. I've had heard some voices. Mm-hmm. I don't have that's like a whole different subject now she's looking at me like uh-huh. no 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 <laughs> I'm looking out the door <laughs> so I have I don't think I'm crazy I had her her voice speak to me before but I wouldn't say I don't think you can hear God's voice honestly I feel well like, some people I've yeah. heard people say like no I heard his voice yeah. and I would be I would be telling a story if I was like, yeah, girl, I heard his voice too. No, I haven't quite heard his voice, <laughs> but I feel like he has spoken to me through other mediums yes. or through other things. Like I said, when that alarm went off and it said exit yes. the building, I in my heart of hearts, I believe that was him, talking but it just wasn't it was. in that voice. Like that voice talking to right. exactly the different ways. Yeah. And even like you said, that dream too. A lot of people, the only way for God to really communicate with you is through dreams. Right. So that's another way when you have that dream. I mean, your business name, first of all, Woke, that's amazing. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> How all that lines up, that is crazy. Yes. So for you to have that dream, make the your business called Woke, it's just, it's perfect. Thank you. Yeah, so it's perfect. I love it. So... How can people find you on social media and on your website? Yes. So I can be found on social media, both Facebook and Instagram at Wealth 
of knowledge, E-N-T, so short for enterprises. Wealth of knowledge, E-N-T. My website is also www.wealthofknowledgeent.com. You can email me. You can go on my website. You can book me for a consultation. You know, I'm very responsive and I'm pretty friendly. (laughs) So I don't bite. I know that, you know, when we talk about anything that's around wealth, again, finances, taxes, real estate, it can be very personal. So I'm very... You know, I end up turning into most people's psychologists. Like you vent, I listen, and I try to give you some advice. But reach out to me, book a consultation. We can talk about some of the services that I have that may fit your need. We do have quite a few. And again, I would love to just, you know, do what I was put on this earth to do, which is to help people. I get pure enjoyment out of helping people, especially those who have been in the situations that I've been in, I am debt-free. Hey, I, I, <laughs> I, I rang my debt-free um, bill. Not bill, but if you listen to Dave Ramsey, he has a debt-free bill. But anyways, I paid off all of my debts right before my 30th birthday. That's like a hand yes. clap. I, over, I had over $150,000 in wow. debt. Most of which was student loans. I had paid my credit cards off. I still don't have a card note. I may have to get one, but I don't (laughs) want it. But, um, you know, I've been there. I know what it's like to have people on your line day in and day out about a bill. I know what it's like to to have a, a debt that just seems so large that you would never take care of it. You know, I know what it's like to have an idea and not know how to turn that idea into actual business that that is profitable. So I think for me, what what allows me to be successful is I'm just like most of you guys. I am no different. And if I can do it, anybody can do it. That is, I can't believe like, wow, that gave me inspiration. I feel like a lot of people are in debt right now. Like it's almost Mm -hmm. the norms, especially student loan debt. I have to be honest with you guys here. I have student loan debt. I wish I could just give my bachelor's degree back Mm -hmm. and say, I want a refund. Give it back. You know, but that's inspirational. And that's why I do what I do. Because again, I just feel like us as a demographic, we just, first of all, the American dream is a first. (laughs) You know, they tell us, go to school, do this, do that. And I'm not saying I'm not against school. I'm for what works for you. But that's not the end all be all. And I do feel like, you know, if this is something that is going to be pushed on us, we need to do a better job, not only as individuals preparing our children, Mm -hmm. but from a government standpoint, like there needs to be some sort of concessions. School, School is big business. I did not take out $150,000 plus in student loans. I may have taken out 60. And then it just accumulates. Right. So they just, they make money off of us. And again, unfortunately, we don't have the, we don't have the luxury of mommy and daddy maybe knowing that CFO or having their own business that we could come in and work for. So again, a lot of us, for a lot of us, our means to an end is to get that piece of paper, which just puts us behind. So, you know, my my life purpose at this point is to educate, motivate and inspire others to just be great 
and allow them to understand that using tax, real estate, and financial tools that we can prepare ourselves and we can prepare for generations behind us. And we can make that turn. We don't have to, we don't have to keep the stigma going. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I love about why I'm, I'm happy I chose you from other people who do this is because from what I've noticed, other businesses who do this, they focus on making more. Um, you got to make more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And you're not like that. Like you're very humble. You're more, you're just saying, hey, I'm just here to help you so that you're comfortable. Right. And you're happy. And I'm here because this is what God has me here to do. Yes. So I'm very happy. And I'm so thankful. Thank you so much for having me. This is is my first podcast, guys. So (laughs) y'all broke me in. Yeah. I'm so happy you drove over here to come to the podcast. I'm excited. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sis Start Your Business. Stay in touch and communicate with other listeners by joining my Facebook group called Sis Start Your Business. If you are on social media, follow my podcast, Sis Start Your Business, on Instagram at Sis Start Your Business. You can also follow me on Instagram by searching Mrs. Nicole Martinez. That's M R S dot N I C O L E M A R T I N E Z. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and other business owners.